0: And Welcome to Living in this Queer Body, a podcast about barriers to embodiment and how our collective body stories can bring us back to ourselves. I'm Asher Panjuris, and I am so glad to have you here and honored to have you tuning in. In the fashion of pandemic times, and I've been wanting to say this for a while, I'm actually recording from the Not Proverbial Closet, while out of town, visiting a family member who's going through an unexpected health crisis. So I may sound a bit muffled, but I'm here and I want you all to get access to this beautiful interview ASAP. Before I get to the show, one announcement. Kintsugi Therapist Collective A community of therapists dedicated to embodied and liberatory visions of care is accepting applications for the last five spots in our Fall Embodied Private Practice cohort. This cohort is a year long mentorship for clinicians who are beginning or revisioning private practice with a focus on embodiment and sustainability. Combining reality based, capacity conscious, clinical and business consultation, mentorship will focus on the ways that therapists can be nurtured by clinical practice, avoid burnout, and commit to sustainability, self-care, and healing. If you believe that therapy that is conducted by clinicians who are well compensated, valued, and tended to financially psychically and somatically, can offer clients an opportunity to be supported in developing their own emancipatory practices, this program might be for you. To apply, follow the link in the show notes or go to com. If you're not a care worker, consider purchasing some KTC merch. There is a link in the show notes for fashionable merchandise, when you buy a t shirt, hoodie, or tote bag, you support the sustainability of this developing business that needs a bit of a nest egg so we can offer scholarships, send our collective members to RAD conferences and retreats, and sustain and make actionable the radical vision of this collective. So, today's Episode is so lovely. I have admired Una from afar for many years. I've been in the audience at one, maybe more, of her burlesque shows. I am, as the queers say, in community with them. And I have so much respect for the dedicated organizing Una does with Jewish Voices for Peace and many other really powerful. Organizing practices. Una is living with long COVID. It is so hard. It has been so hard. Much like my episode with Cindy Anderson, if you haven't checked it out, you should follow the link in the show notes and take a listen. We talk about how fucking scary COVID is and how much suffering and community building is happening as a result. For me, it's really critically important to raise up the experiences of people like Una, whose disease narratives keep them at the margins of the onwards and upwards narratives that are emerging in year three of this global pandemic. I would love to hear from any of you who are also experiencing the effects of long COVID. You can DM me at Living in This Queer Body or email me at livinginthisqueerbody at gmail.com. In this episode, we talk about living with long COVID, the necessity of everyone going at different paces in organizing spaces, medical gaslighting, shifting away from the hustle culture Una grew up in and around as a kid in New York City and what it means to be a human barometer. Una Aya Osado, who goes by they, she, or Flower, is a performer, writer, sex educator, community care bear, stripper, and clown from New York City. They are an award-winning actor and playwright who tours her original work nationally and internationally. Una is also a co-founding member of brass brown radical ass burlesque a bipoc femme burlesque collective una has been featured in the new york times teen vogue npr's code switch now this and many other publications and platforms for more on una happenings find flower on ig at this is una and on patreon Um, i will link to Una's Patreon, as well as the Patreon of their collective of long COVID folks, and that will be in the show notes. We love you, Una. Please consider supporting Una and their comrades via a one-time or ongoing donation on Patreon. It is so important. We have to take care of each other. We also love all of the bodies on the margins. We're listening.
1: you for joining me on the podcast it's you've been one of my dream guests for a <laughs> while now no for real and it's so it's so it's really nice to be able to talk to you um here finally oh okay. I'm so honored to be here I love your podcast so I'm yes I'm just I'm yeah I'm honored to be oh <laughs> well I guess we'll start with the first question, and you can take this where it takes you today. I know that um, we were just talking earlier before the interview about some of the things that are going on in our, in our own lives and bodies. And increasingly, I think like, <laughs> or not, I think I know that day by day things feel really different for me mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. And so um in my body um and I, maybe i'm just more aware of that now i don't know but so i guess i'm asking you this today and wherever you go with it that's where it goes but what do you what comes to mind when you think about your first memory of um being in a body or kind of learning about what it meant to have a body uh,
2: it's funny yeah like to think about i'm like my, I, today my uh, I woke up with my like head pounding and like I'm just like uh, I've got sunglasses on even though I'm indoors and uh, because my like head and eyeballs are hurting a lot and like I'm heading towards a migraine. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like funny to like think about like I like feel very much in the pain right now and I'm like when I first realized I had a body. Um, I think it was more related to just like, wow, and the body and like <laughs> not pain. <laughs> right. So it it feels not just like time wise, but it feels far away in this moment, mm-hmm. like other mm-hmm. moments, it doesn't feel as far away. But I think um, my first memory probably is close to one of my first is probably my first memory that I can think of um, is being with my parents um, by the ocean and they're like fishing and um, we they like caught a bunch of fish and they were like cleaning them. Um, and like partially this is like my memory and partially it's my parents telling me about this memory. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, a, uh, of both of those. The, my mom says that she like turned around and I'm like, there with like the fish scales and the guts and everything and just like wiping it all over my body and just like being at one with the like sea and the fish and the like um so but i do kind of like remember that feeling of just like "Ah, here i am um which both like felt like here i am but like i'm part of everything and we're like like I have a body, but I'm also part of this larger body of the world. And my like parents, they named me Una, kind of with that in- intention or like I like the name because of the idea of oneness and that like we're all part of everything. Um, so again, I'm like, is this my memory or like what my parents told me? I'm not totally sure, but <laughs> I feel like
1: I remember it in my body. So, um, great. Right. Yeah. Right. But it, it, I mean, I wanted to just I mean, just knowing you a bit, like if that. If maybe there is something about um, even if it is something that was told to you or recounted to you, if it, it seems like it's stuck with you irregardless, like that, that something about that kind of like. Being connected to other to like to other beings and beingness is, is like really part of who you are and how you move through the world. I think, um, with your body. Uh, Yeah. I,
2: that feels like, yeah, that feels true. And thanks. And, um, yeah, no, I do feel very connected to all the other beings, whether I like it or not. Um, right,
1: <laughs> right, we could, that, there, that's the other, that's the other path we could follow. Right. Um, so s- I guess staying with the, the initial, like kind of lovely part of that. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. No, the, which is
2: the more feeling, I think the pain part of me was like, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, the early memory is of the kind of pleasure maybe and wonder of mm-hmm. being, being part of and kind of like the weirdness and curiosity of like having these where were you where were you where was the fishing happening and where were you
2: oh um like in long island um uh-huh. in like the i think it was like the sound um mm-hmm. far out and yeah like that memory is really funny to me because it's both like very like sensual of like yeah like i'm feeling my body and i'm wiping like scales and fish guts and it's like also disgusting and like right um so yeah i i think that also kind of embody or is a good example of like how i also um see it, feel, it felt like also like maybe one of my first burlesque pieces or something oh, like that's what
1: it. that's literally what was coming to my mind i was like oh. there really isn't an actual that much of a I don't want to jump know. from, from that early memory to me seeing you performing. Um, yeah. No,
2: I'm just making the same piece over and over. And it's that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We found the root. Okay. I mean, maybe you already knew the root, um, the fish scale root. Okay. So I don't want to do, I, I, I love hearing about that. And I also don't want to do want to do away with the other part of it, which is that, you know, just that where your mind went today is that you are very connected to other beings, um, and beingness, And I don't know if you would describe it, how you would describe it. I mean, I'm thinking of it. I'm sort of thinking of my own experience of like, trying to parse out and this is certainly me talking about myself so it might not be true for you but trying to parse out like how much of some of the chronic illness and pain that i live with and experience in my life is kind of as a result in on some level of of like the porousness of my you know psychic experience Mm -hmm. and and i don't mean and i and i and i probably a long time ago would have said like oh you know the that i don't have you know strong boundaries or what and and i'm not i don't i don't think of it that i don't think of it that way i don't think anymore i'm more mm-hmm. wondering like what how you've been feeling or thinking about your body and how it is impacted and has been impacted historically and and now by sort of the world around you and what has come in and been let in or you haven't had a choice about or, you know, I don't know. I don't know what mm-hmm. is on your mind about that right now.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, yeah, like in moments where I'm like being really mean or critical to myself, I'd probably be like, um, like, yeah, it's my fault that I like, don't take better care of myself or mm-hmm. uh you know like it's like some way to like pathologize like the um a thing that like i i think that that like is actually like a i s i totally i like agree with what you're saying, and uh um, and I think I'm in a moment where I'm like, yeah, yeah, just yeah, totally um not, and it's not like a there's something wrong with. Uh, me or and or you or any of us that that might be the experience of Mm -hmm. um and um and and like um not just wrong but like or blaming ourselves for like um feeling or caring about the world and other be and being connected to like the the world (laughs) that's like somehow bad um uh I think like for a long time for for as long as I can remember, also, or like not as long as, but like I think about my childhood or teenagehood or earlierness. Um <laughs> I'm like I'm about to turn 40. So I'm like, in my childhood long ago. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, and I like and I teach, and so I had one a student, it was a student's birthday yesterday. And he turned 15. And another student was like, oh my God, I didn't even know they made people that young anymore. And I was like, uh, <laughs> how old are you? And they're like, 18. And I was like, yeah, totally. Right. <laughs> I get that. Yep. <laughs> Aww. Um, so yeah. anyway, so back before, um, I I definitely like experienced the world, um, like things that were happening, or things I was thinking about, or learning about that were happening in the world, whether they were like in the present or like in the past, like learning about uh, like the Spanish Civil War. Like, I would like cry about what happened and <laughs> be so sad that like the fascist won, and that like the communists and the anarchists like couldn't, like, were divided. And anyway, so. Um, (laughs) I, but I would feel it in my body. I would like, um, or like, you know, like, uh, acts of racism and like police violence that were happening. Um, like I would be like doubled over in pain in my stomach and, um, just like, uh, it would, it would feel it really physically. Um, and some people like in my life would be like, oh, that's like really beautiful. And like, you know, like you don't need to take that on. Like you're just a kid or like you're just a teenager. And I'd be like, I could only hear the like, you don't need to take it on. Not like, oh, that's beautiful that you care. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think um, Mm -hmm. like uh, I didn't feel like it wasn't a choice I was making of like, to care or not to care, like yeah. to feel or not to feel, um, it just is like how I experience the world, and I think that it's part of like what it is to um, be like a, a feeling person, but also like an artist. Um, who uh, it's part of like the way that I experience the world, and then like process it is through art and community and organizing. Mm -hmm. Um, and if I don't have those outlets or, um, then it just sort of stays in my body and Mm -hmm. like hurts even more. And, um, so I feel so grateful to have those outlets and that I've like, that's how I've like learned to be in the world is to have them. But, um, when I forget about them or something, then it's just like, just a lot of, a lot of pain. But, um, Mm -hmm. uh. I right. think. Yeah, I sorry. I like got a little lost in that answer. No, I'm, <laughs>
1: okay. r- I'm like following you. 100%. OK, cool, cool. Yeah. I like, don't
2: know. I like drew like a really like well picture. But I, yeah, no, I really somewhere.
1: I really that makes so much sense. And I, I, I think what I'm particularly. Kind of struck by is that. Um, I guess what I know of you and about your work and the work that you've and done in the world and the person you've been in the world is like a very um like it does seem like you've and I don't we don't know each other well so I don't I don't I'm <laughs> this is presuming this is like a public you know kind of persona but but the idea that you've really you are you know a very dedicated organizer community member artist like that community and kind of collaboration and working in solidarity with, with other folks is, is such a big part of who I imagine you are and who I've seen you to be. And, and I think that it, I guess what, what I can connect with is this idea of like, what happens, how, how, difficult it is to be disconnected from these kind of modes of being when pain or illness sort of takes over and Mm. makes it harder to access those, those outlets. And you are left, it sounds like with, with kind of having to confront the, the way that pain just sort of stays in your body, you know, this, and, and Mm. I don't know if this is maybe a, good time to talk about like, what has been going on with you in terms of, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the posts, or I guess, I don't know how you want to call it the long COVID or a post viral, you know, Mm -hmm. experience that you're having, but how that has been, maybe has, has been really challenging in terms of disconnecting you from these sort of outlets or these ways of, metabolizing the kind of pain of the world that you you are very tuned into.
2: Mm. Um, uh yeah. yeah, no. Um I also just like, oh thanks. Like I feel so seen and mm. our cameras are off and uh and like we don't know each other that well. But um I just want to say I just really appreciate how um yeah how feel very seen in all my being so uh, thank uh, you Uh, (laughs) um uh i yeah i've um uh i've been uh, sorry i'm like how much like background should i give around like um having been sick with covid i'm not sure but i'm just gonna go for it and
1: yeah i think you should go for it okay
2: okay as much Um, as you're up
1: for yeah yeah
2: yeah totally yeah um so i got sick and uh so again i'm like a i i teach um i teach sex ed and um social activism in high schools throughout brooklyn um and at a youth center and um uh so early march 2020 i got sick with COVID, and i not saying that to i don't think i got it i don't think i got I don't think I got COVID from teaching or being in schools, but like also COVID was everywhere. So, um, yeah. So, uh, but I remember I I got sick before things shut down and uh, like I was March 9th. I, I, um, I got sick and I was like telling all my coworkers, like, this is real. We've got to like, stop, stop, (laughs) like, stop, just stop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and trying to like explain to people like this is really happening, um, and it was still like you know people are like what's what's going on and um, and I was like, got super sick, and um, basically haven't gotten better since, so it's been over two years since uh yeah, like that I've been sick um <laughs> and uh, um been like on this uh journey of like uh uh chronic of learning of understanding like chronic illness um it's been like a, a huge crash course in disability justice um
0: mm-hmm.
2: and about like learning to listen to my body um it even when i don't want to mm-hmm. <laughs> um so uh and like um it's been a really bonkers experience to like um have a thing that the um like that everyone like that like globally um like be connected to a thing that uh, people around everywhere are getting, and that is like in real time people are trying to understand um, yes. and so uh, it's been
0: um
2: uh, <laughs> so like blah. um uh but i've like I'm in a moment where I'm like, uh. There was a, a while where I just was like kind of felt like I was free falling. Um yeah. where you know I was sick and people kept being like, oh no, no, I hear it's only two weeks. You'll only be sick for two weeks. And then I was like, no, I'm still sick. Like my like best friends would be calling me and I'm like, I'm still sick. It's just like, I don't know what's going on. And they're like, no, no, I hear um th- it's it's just like a month. You'll just it'll be just like a month. And then <laughs> it's like still sick and still sick and um really like both like uh, confused and frustrated. Like, why was I not getting better? And also just like super scared too. Like I didn't ever go to the hospital in those like early months, Um, but I live in New York City. And um, so it was like the epicenter in that time of things happening. And so there's like sirens constantly. And we're hearing like, whatever you do, like, please don't come to the hospitals because Mm -hmm. we're like overrun. And like, so the like, Fear of like, um, should I be going to the hospital right now? Like, how do I know what's really bad? And like, if I go, will there even be a bed? Like, that adding all that, like, and sirens going on, like, just all the layers of anxiety onto this thing that no one really understands um, just made everything worse. And, (laughs) um, and like, thankfully, I have some really amazing, like, healers and doctors and nurses in my life that I, like, I'm so fortunate that I could just like be able to call them mm-hmm. uh, or my partner could call them. And like, um, so there was like definitely a few times where uh, I like thought like I wasn't sure whether I should go to the hospital or not. There was also like a bunch of times where I'd like go to sleep at night, like, you know, in a coughing fit or something. And I'd be like crying to my partner and being like, if I don't wake up, please tell everyone that like I love them. And like, mm-hmm. it really, like, I like really needed to like, get that across. Like, of course my like people know that I love them, but I just like needed, um, mm. to like, that was like the thing that I needed to like comfort me to like go to sleep is that like my people would know that I love them. Yeah. Um, so like in those early days, it was like, um, very confusing. Cause like, like what was happening? Um, and then uh, as it like just continued on, I just was like, I I, I went back to work like maybe six weeks later um, and it was like way too soon. Like um, I would work for like a day and then or a few hours in a day and then be sick for days. And like, mm-hmm. I was just like in this cycle and not understanding um, what was going on because I'd be like, okay, well, I have... I'm I must be better now. And it would just be like, you know, one day better, a week sick like. And it was this ridiculous cycle that I was just like not understanding. Um, And then I think it was like six months into all this. Um, And in this like time, like. um, uh, Like the only time in this all that I like felt any kind of like feeling like myself or whatever, or an old version of myself, was um when my like my friends or my community were like organizing events and um you know i do work with um <clears throat> jewish voice for peace new york city and <clears throat> we were like um i'd be like so sick lying in bed but on these like organizing calls and it was like the only time that i felt like to feel connected with other people and to know that my like friends were like You know, we were on calls to try to do phone banking to try to like get people out of jail and and get like COVID testing or, you know, literally just like hand sanitizer into like jails in New York City. And um, Mm -hmm. and doing those phone bankings, even though I was like still so sick, it was the only time that I felt like I'm part of something, you know, like this is this is this is terrible that I'm so sick and to think that people are locked up and this right. sick and like, you know, and like just COVID spreading everywhere and like people mm-hmm. aren't giving a shit. Like it just made it that much more urgent. And it it was like a time that it was felt really healing also to be like, okay, we're, we're like doing phone banking. We're raising money. We're like doing, and I couldn't do the like mutual aid that like other people were, doing um, at the time because I was just like too sick, but to know that it was happening, to know that like people were like, we're in this together, like, and to think like, okay, maybe like we're really about to like change. Like we're not going back to like capitalism as always. And like, I just was like, even though I was so sick, I was just like, oh, this is okay. Our world is changing. It's okay. And like, (laughs) <laughs> um.
1: yeah almost then- like you it's almost like you were I don't know I guess I'm hearing a little bit like you were kind of like okay I'm I feel I'm I feel awful I'm so sick but like there's something about this I think there's during this time there's sort of like this discourse around like you know this is the the pain or the like the struggle of some, some seismic shifts that are going to be happening. Like we are all dealing mm-hmm. with our own pain around that or something like that. Like it almost, yeah. almost like the suffering is like, you know, in service of something larger. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that was, I don't know. I I guess it just seems like there was something in, inspiring or like motivating about that, despite the, the like physical experience you were going through. So you felt connected to something larger and more hopeful
2: totally yeah yeah and i really think that like like it was that i have like that i like the community that i am part of of like organizers and activists and we're just like okay we're all so scared and this is just like what do we do in this moment in like our fear like we organize and we come together and like we're only going to get through this with each other and like (laughs) um and like you know and my friends would be like I'd be like trying to like um they'd like just keep reminding me like una just like do whatever you can like you know like go back to bed like you don't need to be at this meeting or whatever and I'd be like oh okay okay and like to know that like if I don't have this they've got this or other people got this like Um, and, and then like the uprisings were happening and, and it was like the first time that I will like had enough energy to like basically go outside and like walk. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, you know, I just like needed to be outside, uh, and supporting, um, everything that was going on. Um, and actually like June, 2020, I, I mean uh because of the like leadership and courage of of uh, black leaders like all over the country and world um like r- like leading us all like i was just like okay like this is uh, yes i might be sick or like I, at that time i couldn't figure out if i was like sick i was like okay maybe i'm done with this um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like basically like I was still in denial about being chronically ill. Like I was just like, okay, like that was before, but now like I'm better and like I need to like show up. And the way that I know how to do that is like be out in the streets. And um and uh, like when I was out uh uh in the streets like I felt amazing and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm back. This is me." And then I'd like be out for a day and in bed and I just like but the um, just the like courage and vision and just like what was happening in the world, like I just i don't know, i just uh like just had to or not had to, but it just like I was just like, out, okay, here we go, here we go, yeah, um and and then, like the rest as the temperature started to change and it started to get hotter and stuff like my um symptoms started to get like different and I started to get like migraines in this way that um were just so debilitating that like I um really couldn't do much and I was still at this time trying to teach and like um I was still in this game of like ah like push through and like you got this um and it wasn't until i think about like 6 months of this that um i saw like a friend online who i knew from like organizing and doing like palestine solidarity work um they were like had posted that they were still sick from covid and i was like oh whoa and uh i we had like a, a call or something and um they like were so kind to be like, hey, do you want to talk on the phone about like what's going on? I was like, yeah, I'm still sick also. Um, and I kind of at that time was like, there's something really wrong with me that I'm still sick. Um, mm-hmm. And they were just like, uh, explained to me that they were like learning about like pacing um, and like this like crash and burn stuff that that. uh." I was like cycling through that they were like really familiar with and they were trying to like shift out of um, and they were kind of like uh, I think in the process of they were on like leave from work and or they had just left their work or something and they were kind of like trying to break it to me that like I might need to stop doing things doing everything and just like Mm -hmm. I might need to accept that like I'm sick and uh, like actually change like uh, this acceptance of like um what sickness is and chronic illness and disability like i might they were like very kind about it but i just remember like getting off the phone and just like crying so much and just being Mm -hmm. like no 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 i'm not stopping working like i'm not stopping my life like oh my god no 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 um But it was like a really it did shift me um, in this way that like I think has led me to where I am now, which like um, so basically, sorry, (laughs) I'm sorry that I just really made this so long and I really. uh, No, it's important.
1: it's important. It's like this is I mean, I really it's this is the journey that like so many, whether it's long covid or chronic illness or whatever, I mean, it's. This is I just feel like it resonates across so many different like body experiences that are long and enduring. And um mm. so yes, I, okay. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> well, We're so, on a good track.
2: Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. Um so this friend like um was like, uh, hey, like actually like me and a couple other people have been are, are like meeting on Zoom uh, we're, we're all, we've all been sick since March and we're like Mm -hmm. trying to figure this out together. And like, Hey, there's like this zoom link every day at 11 AM. We're like, just trying to like breathe together and just share what we're learning. Um, Mm -hmm. so, uh, I started going to this, like, it was basically like a self-made support group. And, um, uh, it was like, And then two other people came in. So there's like six of us and we started meeting every day or whoever was like um, well enough to meet. like, Mm -hmm. or sometimes people would just come and just be laying in bed the whole time, like couldn't even interact or whatever. And we'd just be like sharing how we're doing, um, sharing what we are like learning about what was going on, like trying to piece together information. Um, If somebody had a doctor's appointment, they would like take all of our questions and oh, like nice. ask and come back and share. And we were like, try to teach each other, like um, any kind of like movement we could do. Cause our bodies were starting to like atrophy because we'd been spending so much time in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just like literally like trying to teach each other how to like rehab, trying to like share information, trying to be a support system because a lot of messages we're getting was like, no, this isn't happening or <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're and you're all are crazy right. um, or like move on or um, you're lying. You know, we like it was just like a place we could share, like, you know, we, we would all go to all these doctors appointments and people would be like, take tests. And they're like, there's nothing there. You're lying or like not believe us, you know, just the typical like uh, experience that other people with chronic illness or um, yeah, illnesses like experience, so like all the frustration and disappointment with um sometimes seeking like traditional medicine mm-hmm. and not to like hate on Western medicine at all, like not at all, but the the um finding doctors that will actually support you is like a real journey
1: (laughs) it is a real journey
2: to be like really kind with my words um um, so yeah like anyway so we started um so we would be meeting and um and it was like through just like hearing all them that i was like and also actually like one of my best friends being like you need a you you actually have to stop working and then be like again cried no no i can't the kids need me like oh my god no what will go on if i'm not working and it was like uh and then finally i like came to terms with like yeah i'm calling out sick like all the time and i'm like you know and this time like i'm teaching on zoom and like all the screens are like causing migraines and so (laughs) just like it was just like four months of migraines to like, finally um, accept that, like, no, I'm too sick to keep teaching. Um, So I went on medical leave for about a year um, and uh, not working was, I mean, I was so helpful for my healing. Um, Mm -hmm. But like dealing with insurance companies and like, you know, not getting paid for a lot of those months and fighting them that like you know, took away from any healing that was happening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But so Mm. having the support and community of like other people going through this um, has been like essential Um, and like uh, acupuncture and has been like essential. Um, uh, Learning from like other people who've in the disability justice movement and just like other elders, um, not necessarily in like age sense in like a experiencing disability Mm -hmm. and chronic illness has been essential. Um, And like there was months where I had like, I was in so much pain and just like in bed and I would listen to care work on audio book. And just to hear like Leah, just like, just like just hear her voice just like Mm. was just like i couldn't even understand i was like so kind of in and out of um like being in in the world and pain and um but just her voice was like so comforting and healing to me Mm. um that i just like was like oh i'm i'm like leaving this world that i've known so well of like do 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 all you can there's never enough um, to this other world that I didn't want to leave the do, do, do never enough world. And, but I have to, and I'm being like held and welcomed in this other world that like, isn't necessarily any easier. It's full of like lots of pain and everything, but I am held in it. Mm -hmm. and Um, so, <laughs> I'm sorry. so yeah. long of an answer
1: <laughs> no, I want to hear more. It's like <laughs> I mean, selfishly as someone who who kind of lives with with chronic illness i i you know i'm really i'm like what is the what is the world of the not do 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 never enough like what is that world starting to? feel like, and look like for you, at least right now? Like what, what is that? I mean, I can, I really, I'm learning about that world too. Um,
2: I, I mean, I guess it's like, I'm like, I feel like I'm constantly like, I'm still have all these like standards and expectations of myself of like this old Una who like, I had like, there was a time when I had 15 different jobs. Like I've grown up in New York city. I know about like, just, awesome. um, <laughs> just doing, yeah. And I like to find myself by that. Um, it was like such like a pride thing. Like, look at me. I've got, I'm just, I never stop. Um, and uh-huh. energy felt infinite. And like, it was just like, that's who I am. Um, and so shifting and trying to be like, extra loving to myself when I'm in pain, um, is like a real, I'm like, this is what I'm really working at is like, uh, when my body's like, I'm really hurting. Um, can you just be really nice to me? Uh, instead of like, why are you fucking hurting you baby? Like, come on, you haven't done anything today. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Just so mean, so mean. I would never say that to anyone else. Like uh, um, uh, to be like, oh, OK. Yeah. Like you just read the news for like three hours. Of course, you're like really hurting like of <sighs> uh, like like yesterday uh, was really hard. And or, you know, just like, yeah, like I I feel it feels like um, I have to be really disciplined at like, um, this thing is gonna impact you. Um, And like remembering that. And I think like when I was younger or before I got sick, um, I would do things or like just be able to read the news or just, you know, um, I would like do things and then like it would affect me and I would feel it in my body. And I would be like, I think that was because I like, I just like, excuse me, read the news. And I think that's why I'm like in so much pain right now. But now it's like almost immediate, like, um, Mm. because Mm -hmm. I think like, also like a lot of what long COVID or uh, effects is, or one theory, or no, I think this is what they, sometimes I'm like, is this actually what's happening or what like? it's unclear. Like, I think it's, it affects the nervous system. And I think they, they, everyone agrees that it affects the nervous system. And so, um, and affects like the body, of course. Um, but at the early times I'd be like, I don't know. I feel like I'm feeling all my feelings. And this is like, anyway, uh, Mm -hmm. but I also feel like I feel the weather too. Like, Oh yeah. uh, Like I, like we're like, human barometers and yeah, I definitely um, feel like, uh, understand where like um, comic book characters come from. Like it must've been people who are like sick, who wrote them Who are like, oh yeah, yeah, this is what happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, um, with like superpowers,
1: but also like pain because they can't control their powers yet or, you know, um mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no totally totally yeah i think that human barometer thing is a really it's like kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning uh around like um the the kind of <sighs> question and I, I think this is like a really ableist like embedded, there's a lot of internalized ableism kind of embedded in this this sort of thought or question. But this idea that like we, the assumption is that we shouldn't be, we meaning us humans, whatever we, in late stage capitalism, you know, like in this sort of world that we're living in, uh, that we shouldn't be, affected or impacted on a kind of cellular or nervous system level by the things that are happening around us. And of course, you know, I mean, most people understand that we are, mm-hmm. but they, I don't think that there's a, I mean, I'm speaking as a therapist and as also a human um, <laughs> with a body. I, I don't think that there's an actual, there's a lot of dissociation around the idea that our bodies are, so immediately impacted and that bodies that are so immediately impacted, like let's say yours or other people with long COVID are, are sort of (sighs) treated as not sort of are treated as, um, anomalies like this, this kind of like strange phenomenon, but it, it isn't a strange phenomenon. (laughs) Like it (laughs) isn't, at all right Mm. um and but i think i'm hearing just in your in the way you're talking about it that like you are you're still having to contend with like everyone has to contend with like medical you know gaslighting and all of these systems that are sort of saying no you are an anomaly like this is so this is such a strange phenomenon um you you know Mm. and and yet it's it's not actually Mm. um i don't know Mm. i don't know how you're how that kind of sounds like you're still and i certainly i am Mm. too but still trying to kind of figure out what it means to be a human barometer, and <laughs> you know what I mean. Don't,
2: don't really, don't really. I mean, like it's like what?
1: <laughs> yeah, who
2: wants to hire a human barometer? We've got lots of them. There's like n- now millions and millions right. more. There already were millions, um, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean,
2: also we're like living in a a global. We're in a global pandemic. Plus, like, of like we're living in a time of mass death and like climate disaster and just like uh, uh, so many human-made disasters on top of human disasters like to to not be feeling and not just like all all the things that are happening um of course they're impacting all of us on a cellular level like yeah just like take a second to just like be like oh shit, that's happening right now too. That's been been happening. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, um, uh-huh. of course people disassociate and have to, to yes. survive. Yep. And it also makes sense that like, if you are then in a position where you have to slow down and you have to like be operating in a different way than we've been trained to under capitalism and late change capitalism, Um like, it makes sense also that we would, people would be feeling the world different too um mm. cuz time is operating differently and it's just like yeah like yeah. i think where i get like fucked up too is that i oh my god it's okay i curse right oh yeah okay 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 yeah. i like love cursing so i like yeah. <laughs> okay great, great um uh i don't know why like suddenly
1: i was like <laughs> No cursing, no cursing. This is a PG <laughs> conversation
0: only. The
2: only people with bodies who don't like cursing can listen yes. to this. Yes. Um, uh, just kidding. Um. I think where I really get fucked up is like these expectations of or just like comparing myself to all these Ugh. people who are like, um, like accomplishing so much right now. And they're like quote um, unquote coming out of the pandemic. And like i have written like a million plays and like like made a million movies and like yeah. and I'm just like, wow, I've come out, I'm not a this pandemic is not is so fucking far from over. And and like we're so fucking in it still. And and like that I have to like like me and like and so many others are like pleading with people to do this most basic shit of like wearing masks or like literally just like, like it's just like so fucking painful to be like, wow. Like I'm this, this moment. I'm like, can say that I can listen to my body a little bit better and <laughs> uh-huh. see the value of naps and, Feel the world and understand that I like feel the world and uh, and like spend my time pleading with people to like think about other people and remember that we're still in pandemic and in many pandemics. Like I, I like I get so like um, in like harder moments or like when I'm comparing myself to you know, quote unquote, like accomplishments of other people, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this sucks. Like, I hate yeah. this. And, and then like other moments, I'm like, no, this is what it is to be a human. And to like, be in a body is to like, um, to like, feel in the, in my body is like, whatever, to be connected to it. Um, <laughs> and to be like, connected to other people's bodies. Like, of course I'm in pain. Our world is in pain. Um and to like remind other people of that of yeah. is like also feels like my life work also. So I'm like, um mm. it is also like in moments when I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, no, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Is like I'm in um this beautiful community of people who care about the world and other beings in the world like um and things are terrible um Mm -hmm. so yeah like um it's like both everything feels like so extreme like everything is very 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 terrible and 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 there's been like so much organizing and so much creation to like um and like uh people rising up in ways that, like, I never thought I'd experienced in my lifetime, um, and get to witness or be part of, like, all of it's happening at the same time, um, yeah. so, yeah. of course, my body and all of our bodies are, like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, no,
1: How I agree, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree, I just, I, I think I'm, is it okay if I ask you like two more questions? Do oh my god, have... totally. And okay. I feel so bad. Like, should I be asking you questions? Also? No. Wow. Okay, I'm so like I just I'm not, like, like no, don't oh. you dare. No. <laughs> <laughs> but like I like okay, okay. No, <laughs> yes. you you okay. could ask me questions, and also, <laughs> no, you d- I, no, I just really am more mindful of your time and and capacity and energy. But I I I really would, if okay. it's okay. I just have a okay. couple yeah, more yeah, questions totally. For you. Totally. You're, you're, yeah, it's, okay. I guess just in terms of like that organizing, it, it seems like you have a really, like you have a really interesting perspective or an important perspective in my opinion around like the kind of go, go, go hard, go hard, you know, like radical organizing that is so inspiring and beautiful and has, has led to so much, um, kind of connection and meaning in your life and and certainly has impacted the lives of many others. I, I guess I just, it feels like you are in a uniquely you and other folks who are dealing with, you know, chronic illness and, um, have been dealing with that for a long time are kind of in this unique position to, be able to give voice to like what it is that is not sustainable about some of those strategies. And I don't mean by way of like critique so much, I mean that that there's certainly space for that, but I guess I just mean like for yourself and within your own community. And, you know, you mentioned like listening to care work and, you know, I'll put a link in the show notes to to Leah's Leah's work, of course, (laughs) but, you know, like, thinking about these sort of like i hate to to use the word alternative because it's like it shouldn't be you know these like alternative ways of of existing but they kind of are i mean they're they're like they're sort of shadow lives you know in a way um that that the human barometer people um are <laughs> are constructing and have been constructing communities around and and so i'm just wondering if there's if there're either like other people or other ways that you're learning to kind of be engaged still like critically engaged in in the kind of efforts and change making that you want to be but also with the body and the body experience that you have right now you know like what mm. how do you do that or relate mm. to that you know mm.
2: I think like, like, to be very honest, I um, I think that conversation I was telling you about with my friend, um, Jenna, who uh, was the one who was like, I think you like, um, like six months into being sick, mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, you know, I've had to shift, you might have to shift. <laughs> um, I think I cried so much after that conversation because a lot of the like self care work that I've seen happen like um i've viewed as very like um uh narcissistic or not narcissi- like but like self-obsessed and mm-hmm. um individualistic um and i've been like super critical of it in my own head of like look that person is just like step daddy movement and just like taking care of themselves and like <laughs> Um, and and I think there's like a lot of like ableism in that, like judging other people for what they need to do for themselves and take care of taking care of themselves. Um, and I also think that, like, you know, and and other people have like totally like written and talked about this. so I'm not at all yes. unique in thinking this, but that, like, um, for me, it's not it's it's like both like learning how to listen to my body. And also, it's not about like, for me, stepping out of the movement and stepping out of like organizing. And um, it's like still being like super engaged and part of organizing. Um, And I think like what you're saying in this question or asking in this question is about like, what else can like, can be learned from people with different experiences, like going at different paces and um, capacities. And I think that like, it's like, how do we all learn from taking care of ourselves and that like, and taking care of the movement and that like, it's not like one or the other. Um, And I feel like a lot of examples I had seen had been like one or the other. And, uh, and I was like, I don't want to like, no, I don't want to like, like just be like focusing on myself all the time and like I just, you know, it yeah. It, um and I like say this like not to like uh really not to judge anybody else. It it was really more about myself and like my own feelings about my I mean it I guess there was some judgment of other people. Like um but I feel a little like softer towards everyone now. I'm like, everyone's just doing the best they fucking can. Like, you know, Um, and I hope I guess the thing that I hope that I can um, offer is that the um, I did like have this like, you know, I'm also like a jock and like uh, I mean, like a wannabe jock. I'm not very good at sports, but I like have a lot of like yeah, jockness in me. <laughs> um, but so the more and more and more felt very like go 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 jockness. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> and I see the like, I really see the value—not just value, but like necessity in having everyone go at lots of different paces. Um, because yeah. it, and it's just like uh, I don't know, like metaphorically or. I don't know if this is a metaphor or not, but if you're like, we're all going the same pace and we're all going so fast. Or if you have like we got some people are going really fast and whatever pace they can go and like some people are going super slow. And it means that we can like spread out even fucking further. And we're just Mm -hmm. like actually covering a lot more area and like reaching a lot more people, not just the fast ones. Um, That's more like that's actually better for our whole movements to like have um diversity of like like we all and and other people have said this so i'm not at all like again unique in saying this but we all benefit from like the multitude of experiences and ways of of organizing and being in the world that like like i truly believe there's a role for everybody and not like a role but like uh what everyone can offer um yeah to each other, to creating the world that we all deserve. Um, And it's, and like, it is so expansive. And um, I think like learning to listen more to my body, um, like seeing other people do that, like gives um, more permission to just like, uh, get to be honest with like where we're at and that like, that that's a beautiful thing of where we're Mm -hmm. at um, like allows us to be more alive and not like these like people we think we should be. Um, And I'm like, I don't know, I think because I've been thinking a lot more like we were organizing um, um, a lot of um, actions around um, when the uprisings, um in Palestine were happening last year i mean they're they're continuing to happen in the face mm-hmm. of the ongoing NAFba, but um uh, we were in New York City. we were doing um a bunch of actions, and um I, that was a moment when i i like couldn't um like walk for very long at all um so it was really important to me to make sure there was wheelchairs available at our actions um yeah. And we we organized like a huge range of ages also. So um, uh, we like had, it, it's probably not shocking to anyone who's been dealing with disability for uh, any amount of time, but to find wheelchairs in New York fucking city um, was very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, like I we, we called like so many other like, movement people organizations no one knew where to get a fucking wheelchair and wow. um and and like we ended up finding it through like the queer liberation march actually like had done this beautiful job of like providing wheelchairs to people and mm-hmm. the Dyke march also ha- always has wheelchairs and yep um so we just had to find the people who actually had been doing that work already um and they like connected us to where we could rent them from and there's like just all this other coordination that happens when you want to make sure that your actions are um all kinds of accessible to all kinds of people um but i i knew that it was really important to to like you know we're doing actions in in solidarity with palestine where like the Israel Israel is like literally like shooting at people's legs and body parts to disable them and like the like uh, effects of like just like the disability justice that's already embedded in the work like yeah just we need all folks to like be able to show up if they want to show up and can show up like right. it ne- like it's no question um and we literally need everybody, so um, anyway, I, I just realized that like, uh, knowing that that was a need that I had, and like uh, my other friends like helping, supporting to like figure out those logistics, meant that other people at our um, actions who were like, "Oh yeah, like now I can actually come, and um, it means that I can participate, and I don't have to just focus on. Like, just trying to walk a few blocks, like, I can be there and, um, yeah, just like one less like barrier to like being able to be your full self there. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. and I think like all of us, um, sharing what we need, uh, in order to be like full people while being engaged with others is the like important part to me mm. of like that's where the like the beautifulness of like learning to listen to our bodies and that our bodies are all connected to everybody else's bodies. And that when all of our needs are being cared for, we're like building this huger movement and not leaving anyone behind as like all of our disability justice elders and people Mm -hmm. have been like fighting for is that like, that is the world that we want and need is where everyone gets to live freely and um, in their bodies and like has all the like care and access, like everything that we all need. We're literally like building it and you can see it at our actions at our like gatherings like and that we're like doing it in relationship to the world that we're fighting for like it's mm-hmm. all happening at the same time um so to me that's like um where i'm like oh yeah 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 like if i um hadn't been able to like slow down and be able to listen to my body more i wouldn't appreciate or see the necessity of all that wisdom yeah um, yeah
1: yeah it's like you were on there's a difference. As I'm listening to you, I'm thinking about like there's a difference between being on board with like a discourse or an idea, and mm. actually having some kind of real confrontation or lived experience with the. I don't know with that mm. embodied reality, and it just sounds like that's that is part a, a big part of the wisdom that you're bringing um, out of this, not to kind of. Mm. I guess not to to sort of tie this up with a bow and say, okay, wonderful, you know, like (laughs) long COVID (laughs) leads to like more sustainable movement building. Yeah. I guess you could, we could argue that, but it's, you're still like a human with a body and you're, you know, today, for instance, suffering, uh, with a, almost with maybe a migraine in progress or, you know, so that's real too. Um, but I, I, I appreciate, like, I deeply appreciate your perspective and, and think it's really, it's, it's coming from a, a, a real place of, um, just a really thoughtful and wise place. Um, I mean, also
2: like, they're the like latest stats they say are there, like between like that they're like might be like 23 million people just in the US that mm-hmm. is just like that have long covid and and that's and that like this is probably the biggest like mass um disabling um mm, event, event since mm-hmm. like world war 1 maybe or like um that so it's like uh it is also like uh a moment when like all these people could be getting like radicalized of like oh shit like right instead of like you know that it is like oh there's a huge um possibility of of like um having to change how we as a society do things um or like how or how as like a movement we do things and yeah uh I mean capitalism is going to try to adapt and try to like will like no you know try to make workers like just keep working till we're all dead um Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i don't know i was totally saying with that but
1: it's just yeah there's yeah no i hear i hear you i hear you i guess Two, two last things before we stop. I definitely want to hear a little, or I'd love to share with folks, you know, how they can connect with you or with, with sort of supporting some of the work that you do. But I guess first before that, if you have, this is like a, um you know, you have an opportunity as of this recording, this is like a, the PSA for, <laughs> <laughs> for Una. Um, what would you like to say to our listeners out there um, around the country and the world about uh about COVID and and the global pandemic that's still happening? What what would you mm-hmm. like to urge people to consider? I want to start out with, hey friends, um
2: we are in this together whether we like it or not and um we really are um and that like there's a lot of us out here who are 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 struggling on a daily basis with the with the effects of this um pandemic and this particular one and that we um we want you to remember us, um, and that mm-hmm. we love you, and we don't want you to get sick. Also, we're fucking tired of this. Also, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we we don't want to wear a fucking masks, and we don't want to like have to cancel events, and like or think about you know everybody's like care and safety and that also, this is what it is to be a human in this world is to think about other people. Um, And I just really, um, I say this not to like, you know, I'm not trying to like scare anyone into like, (laughs) trying to care about other people or their own health or other people's health, but just that like, just please, uh, continue to uh, think, know, be in the know about what's happening Um, and the like, listen to the like, if it's a high, are high rates, like take extra precautions, test and mask and uh, communicate with other people you're around and listen to your body of like, you might not have to be able to go to that thing just to be on the safe side. And um, if you can get vaccinated, get vaccinated and there's a lot of, there's so many people out here who are um, immunocompromised and are also so tired of this, but are at risk. Um, so, uh, it's just like, we all wanna be done with it. And we're not, and um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's <laughs> like, that's, suddenly I just like got like
1: tired. Wow. No, no. Yeah. I'm yeah. Tired of <laughs> tired of like trying to plead with people to like keep caring. Right. No, I hear that. I hear that fully. Um, but I appreciate your your <laughs> statement. Um a PSA but- also would be like 30 seconds, and I was like, uh oh, how do
2: I get this <laughs> a 30 second <laughs> fuck? I can't do that. So <laughs>
1: Well, this is one. Hopefully, this interview is like one long PSA about a lot of different things, okay, um, not just uh, a plea for people to care about one another. But that would be very on on brand for you, um, I think. Um,
2: uh, my sister so, or my friends call me a care bear. Like, oh, uh, thanks, thanks. I did yeah. love that cartoon as a kid.
1: Oh. <laughs> do you how how can people or how should people if they want to just be connected with you um in whatever way uh what's the best way to for people to to be connected with you or the work that you're doing
2: oh well, thanks um yeah um I have a patreon um nice. that that actually yes. like my friend set up for me yes. a year ago because I was like so sick and like just uh, like Again, like I was saying, like free falling with like health stuff and just like needing my insurance wasn't paying for like acupuncture or like massage therapy or other things that I knew were, or and they knew like would be really helpful and um, as a way to like sustain what it is to like be sick and not always be able to work. Um, so my friends and amazing community helped me set that up and so i have a patreon if anyone wants to join and um see work i'm creating and um uh, su- support and um be part of like yeah just my community of of loves um and also um i on instagram wah, but also ah, um so right. you can find me there and um and also the The group that I mentioned earlier um, Mm -hmm. that like the morning uh, group that uh, also like my long COVID siblings, um, we are starting a Patreon together to like uh, continue our collective care work to each other. And Mm. um, so uh, we'll have a Patreon up by the time this airs. (laughs) Cool. Um, So, yeah. So if you want to like support a collective of sick people who are kind of make things and care for each other and learn together. Um, we'll have that.
1: Great. Um, I, yeah, I love that. I mean, I love <laughs> that. And I also wish that we <laughs> yeah, didn't yeah. live in a place <laughs> where we had to I know. have Pat- a Patreon for every. Right? Awesome. but I'm so glad that you do. And Thank it's me. a good place. To, <laughs> it's a good place to start, um, Thanks. for people to provide support and, um, and show appreciation for you and and try to help um you and your comrades um, who are who are doing the best you fucking can, probably every <laughs> single day um, and I, same same to you, yes um, so, I guess, una, I really just want to say thank you for taking the time. and time is really meaningful, I think, when you're not feeling well. and so, I appreciate you taking the time. I know that this, this interview and your experience is, is going to impact and just make other people, help other people to feel less alone. Um, and I appreciate you. And I, um, I hope that you find some ease in the rest of your day. And <laughs> yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Thank
2: you so much. I really I just so deeply appreciate getting to to talk and your thoughtful questions. And um, uh, I'm already starting to shame spiral like, oh, my gosh, I didn't like talk about. There's so many other things I didn't talk about, but
1: it's totally OK. Uh, well, maybe we'll we'll talk. We'll have a part two at some point like this is this seems like an important conversation. So, yeah.
2: Well, thank you. So I really am so grateful to you and your work and to, uh, like all all the community that you've created and um, all the stories that you're sharing. And um, uh, I just feel like so much care and love from you. Um, yeah. And I just really, yeah, I um, thank you. And I've learned so much from you and just like, ah, thank, thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you.